As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to Marcus Meets. A show available via iTunes podcast app, which is in your iPhone or in any Apple device. Or you can listen via Acast, which works on absolutely any phone out there, whether it's an iPhone or not. If you're unsure of how to listen to Marcus Meets, all you have to do is head to marcusbronzy.com forward slash meets. That's M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y dot com slash meets. Also, feel free to let us know what you think of the show. Anyway, this episode is the Fat Man Scoop episode. The man responsible for this song. Yep, he is one of the most undeniable voices of the clubs. In fact, when you think about it, I, I honestly think that every single Saturday and Friday, Fat Man Scoop has to be played in 95% of all of the clubs in the UK. Europe, if not the world, he's probably got one of the the voices that you are guaranteed to hear at some point during the night. Uh, anyway, in this Fat Man Scoop episode, we just wrapped up a gig in Preston where we were playing, and also Fat Man Scoop was uh, the main guest, the main event. And it's like three in the morning after the club, and the club's still popping, but we had to leave because he had to shoot off somewhere after the chat, and. Um, we talk everything from why he actually got into the music game to his relationships with some of the legends out there like Nas and Jay-Z and 50 Cent, how they've changed over the years, to our very own British broadcasting legend Tim Westwood. In fact, uh, Fat Man Scoop has a very interesting opinion of him as well, which is coming up. Also, he talks about sorting out some problems for one of the employees of the club. And I'm not going to lie, he spent about three hours sorting out someone someone else's issue which he didn't have to do uh he's very good at giving advice and 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 i gotta say the advice the prescription of prescription of advice that he gave to this certain employee seems to be working so far so if you ever get any advice from fat man scoop uh i'll take it and use it uh sorry about the phone interference throughout 
there were like a million mobile phones around us and I couldn't stop the interview to find out which one it was. Um, so please bear with, try to get as much of that out as possible. Um, also coming up in this show as well, you can find out why he is actually called Fat Man Scoop. But anyway, enough of telling you what's going to come up so you can hear it. Um, we kicked it off by talking about the gig actually that we just did in this venue called Beluga in the city of Preston, which is absolutely crazy. It's one of my favourite venues to go to. And you can tell us what you did to the club, Scoop. What just happened when you touched down in Beluga Bar in Preston and did your thing? I had fun. Um, I just went with the party vibe. There was so many people in there, so many women in there. It was crazy. Amazing energy. Fun. I just went. And like when I go into a club, I like to just turn up the energy, make people have fun, make people jump. I'm not afraid to go in the crowd. I don't need security. Um, over the years, I have lost about seven teeth from jumping in the crowd. So the bottom of my teeth and, and some part of the top are going to eventually, I'm, I'm going to have to have like veneers because when I jump in the crowd, if you saw when I get in the crowd, now that I've learned through all the years after knocking my teeth out, not to put the mic like this, I put it like this. Mm. But I have had like teeth knocked out because I have my mouth like this. And, you know, somebody hits you and knocks your teeth out. But I like having the energy of being around people. Big shows are cool where it's concerts, but there's nothing that really beats looking somebody in the whites of their eyes and seeing the excitement. That's what it is for me. Nice. And if I'm honest with you, one thing that's super impressive is that you do this day in, day out. Like right now, you're on your, your summer tour. Yeah, 30 days. I got the, I got another 30 days out here. Well, what, one thing that you have to understand is I'm in, a, I'm, I'm in a constant state of tour. Okay, so I don't stop touring. I work 46 weeks of the year. I maybe have three or four weeks where I don't have a show, but that's it. I tour every every week. What I'm learning to do now is how to monetize that and how to gain more fans because I would just go in the yeah. club, do my thing, and then leave. Yeah. Now I'm learning how to be more targeted and how to gain fans and how to do certain things, just things that I hadn't done in a long time. By the way, I'm doing this interview with no shirt on because I was sweating so much in the club that I had to take my shirt off. So that's just FYI for you guys. It was very, it was very moist in the club tonight. Yes, it was like... 3,000 degrees in there. Yeah. Somebody needs to talk about an air conditioning, an air con down there because it's really needed. Do you know what the worst thing was? There was air, six air con units in the club working around us, but it was so busy so, in there tonight. That means people are packed in. Yeah. When people are packed in like that, the heat of people just makes it so that you can't, like, it's just, that's what it is. Yeah. But you, you're, a, you're someone who shouts every time you do a gig. How the fuck do you keep your voice in check? Like, how okay, do you, so how do you here's the thing. Maintain. No, no, no dairy. No dairy. I try not to eat dairy. If I'm not, if I'm working, if I know I'm going to work, I try not to eat cheese or milk or anything like that. Two proper rests. So when you come and pick me up, I try to get as much rest before the gig as possible. Um, there was a time this summer that I had traveled so much from place to place doing stuff that I had exhaustion by the time I got to Cyprus and my voice didn't even, I had no voice. I gave, I had to give the guy the money, his money back because I had no voice. I couldn't do it. Shit. And what does dairy do to your voice as well? It, mess, it? It, it gives you phlegm and it somehow it messes with you know, with your with your vocal cords, so it's it, dairy is really bad, brother. Sick. Well, you had it down 
down to a tee tonight, if I'm honest. Like, I've not seen somebody do that to a club, and I've been to that club Bro, a couple of we times. Didn't even, we didn't even hit the tip of the iceberg tonight. Yeah. Like, if we'd have had a stage up there, it would have been complete. It would have, the whole show would have been like what I got in the crowd. But yeah. we didn't have a stage, so we have to get Preston to have, we got to get Beluga Bar to have a stage, and then you're going to really see something crazy. But the thing is that the energy, I like to bring a level of energy when I'm in the club. I like to have people next to me. I like to have people interacting with me because if you're not doing that, what are you really doing for the people? Mm-hmm. Like, people come and pay for you to perform. Like, give them something. Mm-hmm. So... You know, do I, the only thing I hate about going in the crowd is that you have, you have um, people who drop drinks on you. So my shirt was wet because I got, the shirt was wet because I got 10 people dropping drinks on me and Mm. dudes rubbing my head and stuff like that. But that's all par for the course. You know, it's, it's what I love. I love to be with the people. There's no way that you can be in this business and not be a people person. Yeah, you genuinely are because we've had a conversation before the gig and after the gig and you're the kind of person that's just, you do like people. You're, you're out there, you obviously yeah. give a lot of advice. You had a TV show where you did a yeah, lot of I had that. a TV show. In life. Let's go. I'm Scoop. And I'm Shonda. The happiest couple in hip hop. What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling tonight? Is taking Pillow Talk to the next level. And I've actually helped... Uh, uh, one of the employees in the club with a situation he had because this guy's a damn fool and I had to kind of straighten him out and help him because the guy, you know, one thing I like to do is share my experiences and give my advice because as a man, I've gone through a lot. I've gone through a hell of a lot. So I like to help people any way I can. Do you find that you end up doing that a lot of the time? All the time, man. I, I, like no matter what the situation is, I'll draw on experiences. I might go somewhere and somebody might be going through something that may not be love related, but I'll, I'll be like, yo, bro, man, yeah, I, when I was so-and-so, I did this or this, some, this, that, and the other happened or whatever the case, and I'll just get my experiences, bro. I'll just, you know, I love talking to people, man. What I do for a living is exactly what we're doing right now. I have a radio show, a syndicated radio show in 50 markets across America. Brace yourself! Yo, yo, yo. We're going all the way there. You know what it is, man. Batman Scoop, DJ Mr. Bitch on Full Rider Radio. Eventually, I'm going to do what you guys would call a chat show for Netflix and a morning chat show, God willing, in this country. So... I love talking to people. You know, in order to do this kind of job, you have to be naturally inquisitive. You've got to you've got to want to know. You can't just be a good chat show person without wanting to know about people and learn and conversate. So mm. that's just who I am and what I'm about. Well, what can you tell us about the chat show? Because I know you've done shows in the past where they've been chat-esque. They've been in that direction. So what can we expect from the show? Basically, the average chat show. Like, you know, I would never open my mouth and say that I would be Graham Norton in this country, but that kind of energy, you know, where people come on, they have a good time, they talk, I ask them a bunch of wild questions. Mm. You know, my goal for having a chat show is for you to walk away from that show knowing more about the person than you did before they walked in. Nice. If I don't give you one thing that you didn't know about that person, I don't feel I did my job. Because guess what? Anybody can know when your album's coming out. Anybody can know when your TV show's coming out. Anybody can know that you that you did Luther. Okay, fine, whatever. Mm. I want to know something else about you that we don't know. 
Yeah, and do you think it's your bro- your broadcast history that kind of made you that kind of? Of course, man. Person? I spent I spent fifteen years interviewing some of the top artists in the game at Hot ninety seven. I've I mean I've interviewed people and had all kinds of you know people come through my studio. You know, one of the most iconic interviews that I can think of is when I interviewed Suge Knight. Yeah. Yeah, that that was like a crazy one, man. He was saying all kinds of wild stuff. And, um, you know, just having that time to talk with him and get in his mind. Because I, I look at interviewing more as getting in the, into the mind of somebody and asking questions. So just having that time to see how Suge Knight actually thought, what his thought process was, was like one of the biggest interviews I've ever had. Yeah, it's quite an enigma, isn't he? Um, Definitely. And yeah, that was a, that's an interesting interview. That and the, and the Nas one that you did, right? You know, during the whole Jay Z and, mm-hmm. and Nas, like with the, the ether and stuff, like when yep. that, when that dropped. That was when um you did you were really working as as a radio DJ and yes. putting it out there, man. Um, well, that day that day was kind of interesting because um. Jay-Z dropped super ugly. I got myself a gun, but really I don't need the heat. Your heart pump project Kool-Aid, you sweet. And um it was out there and it was it was it was murdering. And I when you at that time I used to work overnights at Hot 97. So about three o'clock in the morning it was me and Funk Master Flex. Just me, Funk Master Flex and my little staff, my little brother, and my board op, and we got a ring at the door. And it was like one of Nas's people. And they dropped this song off. It was called Ether. And Flex said, yo, man, come in the studio. Let's hear this. Fuck with your soul like Ether. Teach you the king, you know you. Godson across the belly. I prove you lost the race. Brace yourself for the main event. Y'all impatiently waiting. It's like an AIDS test. What's the results? Not positive. And I heard that. I said, man, this is this. This is this is a problem, man. This this record is going to be a real problem, man. And um, that day, Flex went on Angie Martinez's show and premiered it. And everybody who would come into the studio had to have an opinion on whether whose verse was better. And I'll never forget Tim Westwood was there with us because at that time Tim Westwood used to come to Hot 97 like every two weeks get records because you know there was no MP3s back then you had to come to New York and get records and be in the stuff and Tim was very 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 active like one of the most hard working people that I've ever met he would fly from New York to England like every two weeks like now that's nothing but back then that was like unheard of and um, he happened to be there that day and and you know when we walked in, he'd be like, "Yo, what you think about this record? You think it's hot or it's not?" And Tim danced around, man. He he never gave up one answer. He was like, I, "I wish that I had that on tape." It was just like one of the funniest things that I've ever heard. Like that's when Tim showed me he truly has comedic skills. But I said that the song "The Ether" was hot. I was wondering you, you went Nas's way yeah, at that time, and um. I don't know if that messed up my relationship with Jay Z, but he, I, you know, he, it was it was like for a while we didn't talk. But I'm cool with Jay. I actually saw Jay like I spoke to Jay like maybe about a month and a half ago. But you know, that yo know, man back then it was it was wars, man. You you had to pick a side, and I think that might have been my one biggest mistake. 
when you got two guys warring like that, don't pick a side, man. Y'all do your shit. Play, play the music, man. That's that's y'all. Yeah. Like I mean, I would, if there was a, if I had to pick between Drake and Meek Mill, regardless of what I felt, yo, it's music, man. Y'all do what y'all got to do. I'm gonna let the public decide, man. I'm only the vessel that plays the record and lets the public decide. I, I have no, 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 nothing either way. Even though I probably may have an opinion. Right. Interesting. You know, it's interesting as well. You mentioned that you you um, like to to talk to people, support people. And you're, you mentioned um, your little brother as well. Mm-hmm. How are you saying? Is he one of? The, is it true that he's one of the reasons that you got into what you're doing? Hundred percent. The only reason I, I was Fat Man Scoop, the radio personality. Mm. I, I was on High ninety seven. I didn't need to make a record. Mm. I got into the business. I got into being Fat Man Scoop, the performer, because I was taught by a legendary old school rapper named Dougie Fresh. And Dougie, I don't know if anybody knows Dougie Fresh is. He's the world's greatest entertainer. I'm from Harlem. And Dougie Fresh and Chillwell and Barry B were his DJs. And we were like under the tutelage of Chillwell and Barry B. And that's how I learned how to rock a crowd and, mm-hmm. and energy and all that stuff through Dougie and, and Will and, and Barry. And when my brother had to go to Hampton University, which is a prestigious black university in America, it cost 50000 U.S., which is probably about... 35,000 you quid probably mm. a year and I was like well you know my parents are from Harlem they had a little money but nobody had 35,000 quid a year just to drop on school so I figured out what can I do and I heard this record let me clear my throat I said well hold on, I can do that. that that's crowd participation Dougie Fresh taught me how to do that mm. so I went and did a record live like that like a yeah. let me clear my throat style record and this record, I wish that I had it because it was the worst record that I think has ever been made. <laughs> I, like, I wished I had the tape because I would actually play it for people like, yo, this is what I did. And then I ran into, there, one night I was going into the radio station and it, there was a record playing called, Is New York in the House Right Now? And at the end of the song it said, uh, DJ Scissor Hands, Crooklyn Clan, DJ Wiz, Crooklyn Clan. So I was asking... Flex, well, who is DJ Wiz and Scissorhands? He said, DJ Riz, it's not Wiz, it's DJ Riz. Riz was a friend of mine from, I used to be a record plugger. That's how I started in the music industry side of the business. I used to plug records. Mm. And um, I got with Riz, and I went out to Brooklyn. And these guys are two um, Italian dudes from, from, um, from Brooklyn. And I went out to like the most racist part of Brooklyn, man. Like back then it was like serious business, man. Being black in that part of Brooklyn, man, you were like risking your ass. And I never forget I was in front of a, we met in front of a church and DJ Scissorhands said, just yell something. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just said, okay, hands up. And he was like, oh, my God, we got our own sampling machine. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I just, they said, yelled something. So I yelled it. And the next day they said, come to, the, come to our studio. And that's the day that we made the first record I ever did called Hands Up. And my goal was to, if I could do 100 shows at 500 U.S. dollars a show, I would have $50,000 to put my brother through school. And it started out with $500 shows, then it went to 1000 it went to 2000 3000 4000 and we are where we are now. Mm. Um, I put my brother through school, and he came out. He worked on the road with me and traveled with me and was my hype man for many years. He decided that he did not 
want to just be under me. He broke off, did his thing. He went and got a job in the music industry. And now my brother is the president of Maybach Music. So he runs Rick Ross Record Label. How proud does that make you feel to it's say amazing. That, like that's the culmination of all the hard work. So when I see him in pictures standing next to Jay-Z and Rick Ross and, you know, Meek Mill or he's in a picture with Drake or whatever, or he was at the White House. I look at that and I'm like, yo, man, I, what I did made that happen. But more importantly, God said, you did something for your brother, which was your fellow man. That record has been out now 22 years, and I'm still working off of a record that has been out for 22 years with no real video. That's God. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the video now, really? Sucks. It was the worst video I've ever seen in my life. That Like, when I saw that video, because they were supposed to give me a budget to do a video, so yeah. I wanted to do a real video, beautiful London women, you know, party. I saw that, man. I want to go through that universal and tear that fucking place to bits. But, you know, listen, man, it's done now, and it's, it's there now. It's just part of history. Yeah, it did the job. It did the job. It did the job. So you're known for being loud over tracks. Right. At any point in your career, if someone tried to tell you that, you know, I don't, I don't like that. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Of course. People tell me that all the time. Like, you can't be in this business without having haters. You have to have people who hate you. If you're not, you don't have haters, you're not doing your thing. People tell me, yo, shut, shut up, man. Why are you, why are you still yelling? You old school. Yo, nobody want to hear you. If you don't have haters, you don't, you're not doing your thing. What counts is what you believe. Yeah. Mariah Carey dropped an album and the album was terrible. Was horrible. I forget the name of the album. And she did a movie that was like terrible. And she said, I'm not, it's not over till I say it's over. And she came back and had an amazing album. So was that the same thing for you then? Was there a point early on where you were doing your thing and, people, and some people like, yeah, some people like, no. Always, always. You, can't have, you cannot do this on a high level and not have haters. Mm. If you don't have haters, you, you're, not, you're not doing anything. Like if you have haters, you're not moving the needle either way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even just haters. I mean like your sound was so different at the time. Were there peers that were like, you know what, I'm, I don't know about this. Yeah, but you know something? Listen, 
everybody is not going to believe in you. By the way, I'm checking my phone while I'm doing this, so don't be <laughs> don't be don't be mad at me, people. Um, I'm checking I'm checking my phone while I'm multitasking. Doing multitasking. This is where I can ask a fucked up question and let it slide through. Um, <laughs> no, you, you'll never do that. I'm, I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking. Um, so, um, of course, listen. <laughs> Give you a good example. The phrase "fat man scoop" Crooklyn Clan is now an iconic phrase. Hundred percent. When I went to Funkmaster Flex, who is undoubtedly the number one DJ in the country of America, I said, "Yo, bro." When I was first making my first record, I said, "Yo, bro, what do you think about this?" I'm gonna put both of our names together. I'm gonna say "fat man scoop" Crooklyn Clan. It sounds horrible. <laughs> what would happen if I would have just said? He's right, man. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You got to go with your own. You got to follow your own moral compass, man. You can't worry about what other people think, man. Just do do what you feel is right, man. And either it's going to win or it's going to lose. But at least you do it your way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you continue to do. I mean, everything that you've done, it feels like you've just been like, you know what? Fuck it. I like this. I'm going to do this. Put it out the, there. The way that I have a company called LTPD. And the name of the company stands for Let the People Decide. I put it on and let the people decide. For a minute, I stopped making records. I stopped doing everything because I just didn't have the feeling to do it. But now, you know, I'm, I'm putting new records out. I got I got a record with um, Fuse ODG and Jillionaire from Major Lazer. I got a record with a young producer called Bluey and a, and a, and a, a, a new vocalist called Kyra called Bumper. That's coming out in October. I have a record that I'm doing with a, with, with a producer called That Guy called Coming Up. This record is either going to be one of the biggest records of the year in England or people are going to be like, yo, what the hell was on your mind? Put it out. Let the people decide. That's They'll good, tell man. you what's happening. Yeah. And and England loves you, though. You know what I mean? Like, yo, man, Be Faithful is the number one. I, but so. you know what it is, man? I'm going to tell you what. England always loved me. But where I wound up getting the most love was when I went on Celebrity Big Brother. Really? Yeah. Because... It's one thing for people to like you, but it's another thing for people to see how you really get down. So when I went on the show, the UK got an opportunity to see not the guy yelling, but the real guy. Mm. So just the way I am with you guys, I come and talk with you, I bust your balls, I have fun, whatever. I'm the same person. So England got to see that. Whereas they thought, yo, this is a black dude who's fucking ignorant, he's yelling, he's an ass. They actually got to see that I have some common sense. I know how to talk. I, you know, I, I, I have morals and stuff. Um, there was a time, there was a pivotal time in Celebrity Big Brother where they, there was a, guy, a comedian named Bobby Davro. Mm. I don't know if you know Bobby Davro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob's is my dude. What's up, Bob? And Bob was like the king of the house. So they had us doing all kinds of like menial work, slavery, servantry stuff. And then they got to be a president of the house. And they voted me as the president of the house. So everybody said, American, brash, arrogant, what's he going to do? I actually did the opposite. I went and consulted with the British on all the decisions I was making. I, I, like, I, like, I did some 
President Bush, Tony Blair stuff. Like yeah. I went and like I was like, look, man, what do you think about this? We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And and when I left, I didn't know what the people were thinking because you're in there, you don't know. The people were like, yo, man, that was so noble of you, man. And, and this is not just young kids. This is like 50-year-old white mums in the ass of England somewhere. Mm. Just like loving that. And then um, also they wanted me to slag off two of the girls on the show, Jenna and Farrah. And they were like, yo, if you slag them off, you can stay two more days on the show. I was like, you listen, man, I don't need two more days of this show to prove who I am, man. I'm good. I'm not going to slag my friends off. And a lot of people saw that. They were like, yo, man, i never seen nobody do that. Because, mm. you know, in these kind of things, man, they, 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 you know, it shows the best and the worst of everybody. So, you know, people just like, yo, I need the money. I'm going to do this. Nah, I'm good, man. Cool. I'm good. I can move. Cool. And how did that experience, Big Brother, shape your opinion on, on where you are right now in England? <laughs> Um, if I knew what Celebrity Big Brother was really about, they would have had to charge. I would have charged three times the money. Yeah, because you don't know what it's actually about until you're in there. You can watch it on TV, but you don't know what it's like until you're in there. Um, it didn't shape my. It actually, it actually prepared me for England because now I'm so used to hearing people with English accents mm. that when I go home, it's like I'm actually just used to hearing people talk English now because I'm out here all the time I was in there with a month for a month with like James Hill DCI Burnside <laughs> uh, uh, Sherry Houston yeah. uh, you know like I'm so used to hearing P- uh, English accents and now I'm out here so much I'm just used to it it's nothing for me to hear okay it's no problem you know like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just used to it as an American I'm used to hearing British like it's nothing to me now yeah and I like it you're, you're down with the catchphrases I like what you call Marks and Spencers I think everyone Marks and Sparks yes like boom because I'm out here a lot now so I already know what's what I know certain things and um, you know on that show I made friends like mm. the guy Austin Armacost who was the gay guy on there and James Hill mm. I talked to those guys to this day mm. like I talked to James Hill last week I spoke to Austin like two days ago um Sherry Houston I love Sherry Houston like you know like I talked to every Bobby Davro like I actually still talk to people like I actually made friends on the show yeah but and that's good man and I suppose you check them when you come over here when you can whenever I can man even with our weather over here that's but the only see thing the, I like. oh, yeah. see your, the thing with you is that you don't like this weather I like rain so my rainy your sunny day is my rainy day so when I'm coming here I'm like yes I'm gonna get three <laughs> days of rain so when I come here and it's sunny I'm pissed because I'm like yo it's supposed to be checking it down right now like what's what's going on Really? Yeah, really. I just like the fact that over 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 the, that side of the water, you can plan a barbecue in three weeks' time, and everyone can come. And you know the weather's going to be good. But if you yeah, do but, that here, you have to plan an indoor barbecue, which is just everyone in the but kitchen. I love it. I love the rain. So my rainy day is your sunny day. So I'm yeah. good. Cool. And how's New York for you at the moment? You still obviously that's that's my home, man. It's, I'm it. always going to be New York. I'm going to be New York till the time they put me in the casket, man. Mm. I mean, I move around this world, but I'm always going to be. NY and I always have to go back to NY so half of the week I live in New York the other half I'm on the road overseas I've been doing that for 20 years I hear that actually and speaking about being over the other side of the water we spoke about Tim Westwood earlier now there's a question that I can only ask you we have opinions 
of you from our British point of view. And we also have opinions of our, our own DJs like Tim Westwood. Right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's very strongly opinionated about Tim Westwood. Uh-huh. Like him, hate him, whatever. What's your opinion of Tim from your side of the water being someone who's come up from Brooklyn? And, what, and what's the general gist? How do people feel about Tim Westwood over that side of the water? He's amazing. He is, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, he is your ambassador over there. Okay? He's the guy that people look at and they like, that's the guy. You know, people, and again, Tim could tell you, you have haters no matter what. People imitate his voice. They say certain things about him. But the bottom line is, man, he is your icon, whether you like it or not, man. Mm. When people think of UK hip-hop on the radio, they think of Tim Westwood because he's like Flex. So when Noriega is like OG with Tim Westwood, like, you know, his name has been mentioned in so many records, yeah. things like that. He is na- he is a staple of, of hip-hop here. Him, Trevor Nelson, quietly, man, not for nothing. Trevor uh, uh, Nelson is an OBE, but your man Tim Westwood needs one too because he put in the same amount of work. Mm. And I think I think that people just hate on Tim, like because and I think they hate on him because he's white. But that's like hating on David Rodigan because he's white. Did see his his how I look at this? There's no white. There's no black. You're either good or you're not. You either know what you're talking about or you don't. You're either skilled or you're not. There's no, oh, this dude is white, so it's black music. No, man. you either good or you're not. you skilled or you're not. You're respected or you're not. End of story. Appreciate that. That's it's, it's, it's good to hear because we never know what the opinion is of Tim from outside. Because you like, guys yeah. have your own opinion of Tim. Exactly. You have your own opinion of Tim and God, and God knows what you think because I've heard a million things. But all I can say about Tim from where I stand is that he is a icon in our country. He's a beacon in our country for UK hip hop. So when people think of UK hip hop, they think of Tim Westwood before they think of Stormzy, before they think of Dizzy, before they think of Getz, before they think of uh, Skeppy or Skepta, I mean Skeppy or, you know, I call him Skeppy, Skepta, before they think of Skepta, before they think of Charlie Sloth, before they think of anybody because he's been so known for so many years. Mm. The guy was in the business, he's been in the business like 25 years. Mm. So anybody who's doing that is an icon. Mm. So anytime you think of anything, you think of Tim Westwood first. Bottom line. Nice. He's a guy that was around Biggie with us. He was around Biggie, around Tupac. Around, he was there with us. He was there with us when we were doing that, man. Mm. Probably mm. one of the most influential connections that he ever made in his life was, mm. was being on the scene and being the... UK version of Funkmaster Flex and going back and forth and putting that work in smartest thing he ever did yeah and probably even harder because he wasn't part of that community as a British guy going over and but having- here's the thing we respected him because mm. he came mm. so we were like yo Tim Westwood is out here we knew who he was we knew the BBC so we knew that the BBC was a big damn thing so he's like yo Tim Westwood from the BBC and then also I knew Tim from Record Plugin so I knew him beforehand so you know, we knew him. We was respected. And at that time, there was no other real voice. Now you had, I mean, of course you had DJ 279. You had um, um, Steve Sutherland. You had all these dudes like that. But Tim was the premier voice because he was on BBC. Mm. And he's screaming out. That's interesting. You mentioned Biggie. 
as well. And and is this true? You can tell me if it's true or not. That your path almost crossed with a Biggie style, shall we say, stylization from Diddy at one point. Is this is this true? One hundred percent true. Um, I used to be a rapper, so the story of Fat Man Scoop is that. I used to be a rapper, and I was signed to Teddy Riley at a young age, right. 17 years old. And I left, because Teddy Riley had just, dis, dis, um, you did your research, brother. Um, Teddy had ended his company, because mm. again, Teddy Riley was from Harlem, we were the rappers from Harlem, whatever. So Diddy, we went to Diddy, he heard my demo, he was like, yo, bro, let's do it right now. I want to sign you right now, right mm. now, bro. Let's go. For which, which record was this for? Which one was this? Oh, for? this is for my like my demo. For the demo, yeah. Okay, it's for the like, demo. Yo, yeah, let's cool. do this. Yeah. He said, "Yo, I got an idea for you. This is what we're gonna do with you, bro. I want you to stay making the hard records, mm. but then we're gonna put you in a suit and tie, and we're gonna make you for the ladies." Now he already had that idea of doing Notorious B.I.G. He already had it in his mind. He just didn't have the person yet. Puff's a genius, man. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing, man. Clever. Knew what he was doing, man. There's another dude who is one of the most talented, smartest dudes that I ever met. I would say the people that are the smartest I ever met, Puff, um, 50, and Jay. Mm. What was Diddy like back then? He was the man. One time I went to, um, I forget what video it was wasn't hypnotized it was some video whatever i was there and puff was there and he had no shirt on and he was actually like being the director because he was a hands-on dude he would like direct his videos and stuff and he had like a line of two like it was like what we used to call a soul train line people on this side and people on this side and you would dance down and puff had no shirt on and there was a girl looking at Puff. I'll never forget the look on her face. It was like, I will drink your bath water and have nine of your kids right now. And I just looked at Puff, man, and I was like, I just went over to him and I was like, yo, bro, you don't even know what you're doing out here right now. Like, you don't even know. Like, you got these chicks. Like, yo, this is wild, bro. Like, I mean, the look on her face was like, you know, if you tell me to go in that garbage can and just eat the garbage out of there, I'll do it. No problem. Let's go. If you tell me to go rob a bank, I'll do it. Like, what, you bath water? You know, pee in the bath water, I'll drink it regardless. Just whatever. Just so no chlorine. Just, he had it on Smash. Yeah, had it on Smash, man. Yeah, was, Puff has always had it on Smash. The facts are, anybody who wants to be an executive in this business, be a ball in this business, at some point wakes up wanting to be like Puff. Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, whatever you want to call him. Mm. Mm. And so you respect him. You also respect Fifty as well. Why? Of why do you have the same respect for Fifty? I, as well? Because I I know how smart Fifty is. Um, one time I went to to um, interview Tony Yayo at G Unit. Mm. Fifty was in there buying jewelry. Yeah. yeah. And I was sitting there, and that's how all my conversations wind up with people because I'm a talker. Yeah. It winds up like yo man, come in here and talk to me a couple for a couple of minutes, and um. I wound up talking to 50 for about six hours that day, just talking about everything, beefs, why he does anything, why he, he is the only person that I've seen clearly execute the book, The Art of War. If you go read The Art of War and look at every beef he's had or what he's done, it's all in there. Make your enemies fight and then walk away. 
in there. Stuff to dis- uh, 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 crush your enemy completely. Don't ever let him come back. Stuff he's done. Like, everything that, he, that he's done through his career is in that book, bro. He, 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 he is one of the smartest people. The one thing I said about 50 is that I'd rather have a fist fight with 50 than go with him on a mental because he's always got tricks. He's always coming with a way to dismember you. So I always told Fifty, I was like, "Yo, man, I'd rather just, I'd rather just get get out in the street with you and hand to hand it, man, mm. and whatever happened." And like, you just don't try to destroy me in the media or do 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 one of your tricks or something because he's really, really good at that. It seems that he's the sort of person that I feel like he, like you said, he assimilates and then crushes people. It's terrible. Very good at that, man. Very terrible. Good. And 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 a, an amazing businessman. So it's one thing to have records, but it's he, how he's transferred that success. Yeah. So he has probably the hottest series in America with the power. It's on fire. Mm. I mean, Empire was hot for a minute, but power has, you know, because power came out first. Yeah, yeah. But Empire was hot for a minute, but it's, it's, it's you know, power has had the, the quote unquote stay in power. Mm, mm. And would you like to do more acting, actually? I'm definitely going to do more acting. Oh, my whole thing is, you know, first the records, then yeah. then the other stuff. Because, you know, I, honestly, I want to be on like Strictly. Strictly Come Dancing, definitely, why not? Definitely. I want to. I definitely want to do that. Boom, 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 boom. I would love to be on Strictly. What sort of dances would you want to do? Whatever they want me to do, man. Whatever. Ballroom, do the, do, do the freak, the spank, whatever. Cabbage patch, I don't care what it is, man. Whatever they got in, in front of me, I'll do, man. Like, I would love to see if I could, could, um, challenge myself like that so you're, you're busy man you're, you're very active no man that's why like people think that because you don't see me it's nothing bro I'm I'm very active mm, mm. I haven't stopped since I started doing this mm, mm. and you you know what for someone that's on the road you actually you've got a specific method because you know you've been losing weight you know respect for that um, I'm someone who was very big as well I've lost I lost weight most too. of my weight in Celebrity Big Brother really? definitely it was all lost in there because you have nothing else to do Give me one of those, bro. You have nothing else to do. Mm. So the way that I lost the weight in there was that there's nothing else to do. So I didn't want to see people, what y'all call row. I didn't want to see people row all day. So there were one flight of steps. There were like 15 steps of flights. Mm. And I would just walk up and down every day. Mm. First it was 100. I mean, first it was 20, then it was 40, then it was 100, then it was 120, 150. And then I didn't want to eat all the food because I didn't want to get chucked because of that mm. so I ate less food next thing you know I lost like 60 pounds in 30 days respect for that man but you've actually got a great technique actually for for other people that are on the road as well should take heed you've got a great technique for boom you just go to Marks and Sparks you get a salad and that's it boom put it in there oh yeah and you make Marks and Sparks is the, the thing. best thing that ever happened this is the great thing you you get the salads you, you can you talk us through your salads creation process boom please? I go in there I get like Sun-dried tomatoes mm-hmm. or whatever, or, um, you know, antipasti that's like in the in the olive section. Boom! I get the, I get stir-fried mushrooms. Boom! Throw that in there. Put it. Put a little bread pesto sauce in it. Boom! Boom! That's it. Eat it, man. That's it. Done. Correct, and that's so much better than and then eating. And I maybe out. have a salmon or something if there's a place that I can cook, and that's it, man. Delicious. Delicious, bro. Anyway, um, you're a busy guy. How do you like to kill some time? Meditate, bro. Meditate, sleep, and massage. That's massage. It. That's it, bro. That's all I love to do. 
And what type of meditation is 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 that? Uh, just you know, regular in listening to to quiet music, breathing in and breathing out. Yo, listen, I love going. I know this sounds crazy, but I just love looking at people's profiles on Instagram. It's almost like people watching, yeah. just seeing what people are about. It's like I like watching, looking at people's profiles and learning about people and just talking to people, man. Like that's that's how I actually relax. Yeah, definitely. I think we need to bring back the the love doctor side of Fat Man Scoop. I think we need I, I, to bring listen, back the relationship counseling side of you. It needs to come Sherry back. Me and Sherry Houston were talking about that. What's it called here? It's called guy something. What do you guys call guy. relationship? Dear Debbie, or so, I don't know. Oh, what the um, you call dear, it. Uh, oh, what's it called? What like the the column sort of? Yeah, stuff, they, yeah. they were like, "Yo, bring bring something back." Um, dear Deirdre. Dear Deirdre. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah. I, I might do something somewhere along the line where I have a show like that because I like dealing with people's issues but not, but not like Jeremy Kyle but just dealing with it like yo bro you got jammed up yeah you got jammed up bro how are we gonna fix you yeah but that's but that's the best kind of advice you don't just want someone who's like Jeremy Kyle who comes on and roasts you and sends you off right you and I can vouch you give the sort of advice that if people follow the instructions if, this, if the guy follows the instructions you'll be fine yeah I mean naming no names You've be you've you've come and you've been a doctor who's prescribed a prescription. If he messes it up, it's on him. And after the first pill, we've seen improvement. He just has to finish he the course. He's got to take. He's got to drive it in the right place. He's got to drive it in the right. place. Finish the course. Finish the prescription, and he'll be in a great place. Um. So yeah. Um. Scoop. In terms of people keeping in contact with you, where's the best place then to go to and sort of find um, you? On Instagram at Fat Man Scoop, Facebook.com slash Fat Man Scoop, Snapchat I am Fat Man Scoop. Uh, where else? Where else? Uh, Twitter at Batman Scoop. Mm. Uh, www. Go, go, go. Mm. Yeah, See what definitely. I'm doing. I'm an Instagram guy by nature. I'm learning Snapchat. I, I actually like Instagram stories, and then I just throw it on Snapchat. Yeah. But but I'm um, I'm I'm really an Instagram guy. So if you really want to find me, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I do mo- the majority of my stuff. Wicked. Look forward to that. And also come and see you at a live show because yeah, you tear, come tear see the that, place it's fun. It's fun. It's an opportunity to see me. I talk to people. I take pictures with people. They're drunk. They don't know what the hell they're doing, but what the hell I love doing? People are crazy. Before I let you go, is it true the name Fat Man Scoop comes from a food-related situation? Everybody, like, here's the thing. Yes, it does, but do not believe Wikipedia because Wikipedia said that Martin Hell gave me the name or something. Don't listen to Wikipedia. That's why I don't don't trust Because you're in the video... They, no, yeah, they said you were in the video, yeah. My Uncle Jack, uh, you, I used to eat a lot of ice cream when I was young. Right. And my Uncle Jack would take me all the time to get ice cream. Like, I was in a diabetic coma. I was eating so much ice cream. I'd just eat, eat, eat ice cream. Not that I was actually in a coma, but I was just eat, eat, eat ice cream. And he came one day and he was like, yo, your name, you know, call him Scoop. And that's what it was. It just stuck. Nobody called me my real name, which is Isaac. Nobody called me that except uh, my ex-wife. The, my ex-wife and, and women who like me call me Isaac. Okay. So you know for a fact, if a woman starts calling you by what your mother calls you, mm. you know she either likes you or she's on your ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was she's say on you. your ass then, okay? <laughs> so you get a, Isaac, where are you? And you know that, you know, but... but that you know, once once my uncle named me Scoop, it was that was it, man. It was done. Again, apologies for all of the mobile phone interference. I tried to get as much of that out as possible. 
Um, absolutely loved the part of the conversation where he spoke about our very own Tim Westwood. It was great to hear his opinion on one of our broadcasting legends from someone who's outside of the UK because it's very easy to hear what everyone thinks of someone within the UK. It's great to hear what the rest of the world thinks about them from their point of view. Um, this show is produced and hosted by me, Marcus Bronzy. Thank you to our co-producers, Billy Wright, Shane Powell, David Sean Cross. Uh, special thanks to Milo Fisher in research and production as well on this episode. Kyle James, Wide Awake, a.k.a. CJ Beats and Jordan Crisp for the stings and intro music. You can listen to Marcus Meets via iTunes podcasts for Apple devices or Acast, which works with every single phone. If you're unsure of how to listen to us, just head to marcusbronzy.com slash meets. That's M-A-R-C-U-S-B-R-O-N-Z-Y dot com slash meets to listen anywhere you desire. And instead of asking for you to leave us a review or a rating this time with the link that's in, in the description, if you enjoyed listening to this, all I'd like you to do is tell one friend, just one, just tell one person about us. Uh, let, let them know how to listen, whether it's, you know, sharing the link on the iTunes podcast app or sending them to the website. Just share it with them, please. And just say, hey, this is something I like. Try it out as well. Because, well, why not? Why wouldn't you? Anyway, thank you for your ears. Be back soon. Cheers. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.